Yes, what is going on everybody? Welcome back to the Rugby Muscle Podcast. I'm your host as always, TJ, and today, if you're watching on the YouTube, you'll see the little green light in the background. For some reason, I've decided that the green light means conditioning, because obviously conditioning means go. If you're in great shape, if you're nice and fit, you can always keep going. And if you do the conditioning sessions as we lay out, not as we're going to talk about in this episode, but as we normally lay out, then you'll be able to keep going for 80 minutes every single week, performing at your best. Now, those sessions never include any really brutal sessions whatsoever. And you're going to find out why in this episode. And if you appreciate that, if you appreciate the fact that this could be massively game changing for you, I'd love it if you could uh, hit the five-star review on Spotify. We'll mention that real quickly. Five-star review, Apple Podcasts. Let me know any questions that you have in the comments below on spot uh, on YouTube or Spotify and then the thumbs up on YouTube. All that stuff really does help. I know I'm trying to gloss over it, get it out of the way nice and early, but you shouldn't gloss over it. If you haven't done it already, that really does help out the channel. So uh, please take the time to do so. Now, um, what we're going to discuss here is conditioning sessions that rugby players traditionally do and why I don't do them. And for the most part, it's because of a flawed understanding as to what you need to do or how, yeah, what you need to do in order to be better at the game of rugby. Once you understand what you need to play to 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 play rugby better and, and what a, a game of rugby actually looks like from like an energy system development standpoint, it makes no sense whatsoever, the traditional sessions that most people do and you, you should be on board. And if you're not on board, give the give the give the uh, conditioning sessions the way I lay out a go, and like you will see you will see the difference in your game. You know, after after a short period of time, and you will never go back. That is that is an absolute guarantee to you. So give these sessions a go, or give the sessions that I mentioned in last week's podcast a go. And if you haven't listened to last week's podcast, you can you can queue it up on the on your Spotify as to play next, because um, I do think that we'll go through the the ones that most people commonly do and and how brutal they can be and why they're not beneficial for you, and then you can go back and listen to the last one where we discuss the sessions that I do use, and that's not just for right now. I'm working 100 with amateur athletes, but when I've worked with semi professionals, professionals at the highest level. Um, we still basically only use those, not even basically, we still only use those four types of sessions. So um, if you want to get in the best shape possible, I would advise just doing those four sessions. Actually, I'd advise you uh, click the description or click the link in the description to either work with us via programming that you get via Team Rugby Muscle for year-round programming delivered to our app or to your, th- to your phone through our app or work with me one-on-one with Rugby Muscle Elite. Links to both of those services will be in the description below of course as well so you can circumvent all this finding out what you got to do figuring out how to do it and then like actually doing it and you can skip all of that and just focus on just doing it if you click the links to work with us in the description below but if not no worries listen on and you'll find out exactly why we don't do any brutal conditioning sessions at all for rugby why it's completely not necessary so First up, actually, let me explain the sessions that we do use. Okay, so firstly, we use low-intensity, steady-state 
uh, aerobic conditioning sessions. So that could be on the bike, that could be running, that could be rucking or walking, that could be uh, on the elliptical or the cross trainer. I use it quite a lot. It can be anything, okay? But it's it's basically zone to low intensity, steady state to work the aerobic system. Tempo intervals is the next one, which is interval based aerobic work or yeah, interval based aerobic work where we're keeping the intensity still pretty low, but we can push it a little bit because of the interval nature. And we can also work our skills. We can work our sprints. We can work agility. We can work lots of different things. For more information on these sessions, of course, go and listen to last week's episode. High intensity continuous training is the third session that we use. And then high intensity alactic power intervals is the fourth and final session type for uh, that we use for conditioning. Now, for more information, yeah, go listen to last week's episode. This one, we're going to talk about the sessions that we don't use. And this is all, all everything else, basically. So any sort of brutal uh, conditioning session that you have heard of, maybe it's the Bronco, maybe it's Malcolm's, maybe it's some other name, some other Tabata. Uh, it could be any sort of repeated sprints where you've got quite a shortened rest period of like less than 30 seconds. Any repeated sprints that are longer than 10 seconds. I mean, if it's longer than 10 seconds, quite technically it's not really a sprint because you can't sprint for longer than than 10 seconds in most efforts, right? Especially if we're trying to apply this to rugby, just doesn't make sense. But if you are doing sprints and you're doing 30 seconds on, 30 seconds off, we don't do that. That's, That's disgusting and I'll explain why we don't use them. Um, what else is, uh, what other sessions don't we use? I said to batters, um, gases, coat hangers, um, walk the width, sprint the length. Don't do that. Hate that. Sprint diagonally, uh, walk the width, the, all that sort of stuff. We don't use any of it and for good reason. Okay. So let me outline the reasons now. So those are the sessions that we don't use. Why don't we use them? The main and most important reason that we don't use these sessions is because they will not benefit you to meet the demands of the game of rugby, or not efficiently anyway, okay? Rugby, if you look at the game of rugby, okay, it requires very short, powerful actions. And then it applies, and then from there, you're required to do that over and over and over and over again. Okay. Now, for the most part, those actions at most will last, will, will happen every minute. Sometimes they'll happen every 30 seconds, but then there'll, then there'll be other times where they happen every three to five minutes. Most of rugby is spent recovering, like 90 plus percent of rugby is spent walking, standing still, or jogging slowly. 90, it goes up to like 94% if you include like striding where you're just jogging at a decent pace, but not really fast. Then we're looking at real high intensity sprints. We're looking at high intensity collisions. We're looking at uh, isometric efforts such as rucking, jackaline, mauling, scrummaging, etc. But those actions last for such a short period of time that um, it is not, it, the conditioning needed for those is going to be mostly on um, repeating these efforts and then the ability to have those, those efforts be of a higher intensity, right? So 
None of that is trained when you're doing 30 seconds on, 30 seconds off. None of that is trained when you're doing five minutes as hard as you can. None of that is trained when you're doing one minute on, one minute off, or anything like that. None of that, like, that's not training the systems that are used in a game of rugby, right? The systems that are used in a game of rugby are alactic power, so working as hard as we can for mostly less than 10 seconds, and then not working at all or working very lightly to then recover that system to go again. That's it. So there's nowhere where we're using this middle ground of um, medium intensity continually. I'm trying to think of a good analogy we can use here. Maybe we can use this like, so if you're, if you're trying to uh, the Abraham Lincoln quote, apparently if you were trying to um, chop down a tree, right, you would sharpen your ax. And, and, but when you would, you would chop, you would sharpen the axe, right? And then you wouldn't just hold it against the tree and just push it for as long as you could. You would, you'd take a big swing, you'd swing, you'd chop into the tree a little bit, you'd take a rest, you'd ready, get ready to go again, and then you'd swing again. You're not trying to swing for as long as you can. You're not trying to swing and then just keep pushing into the tree because that's not how the game of rugby works, right? Once you've made your tackle, you get back to your feet and you get into your line, and then you're ready and you and you're waiting for the next tackle to make. You're not continually tackling for 30 seconds you're tackling you're getting to your feet maybe you're making a jackal that whole process will still last less than 10 seconds and then you're recovering waiting for your next action unless you want to be continually offside unless you want to um, <clears throat> be a bit of a, a liability for your teammates because you're trying to do everything yourself you see how this works so it just doesn't make sense that we're the conditioning sessions that we're using are having us try to perform a high intensity for lo for longer than 10 seconds. If you're trying to go for longer than 10 seconds, that intensity by default has to drop, right? It's the reason that the 400 meters, uh, the, the or even the 200 meters is about as fast as you can get. Once you get past 200 meters, uh, top speed, they the the people running these the world class athletes that run these events have to, by definition, slow down. You cannot repeat. It doesn't matter how fast you are. It doesn't matter how fit you are, right? If you took a 1,500-meter runner, world-class 1,500-meter runner, and you said, all right, sprint for 100 meters as fast as you can, they're going to sprint significantly faster than they run the 1,500 meters. And that's because they're different energy systems that are at play. You cannot, you cannot cheat your energy systems. You can just improve them, okay? So... Really, that should be the definitive answer as to why we don't use these sessions. But I'll give more. I'll give more reasons that we don't, okay? Other negatives about these brutal conditioning sessions. The fatigue that these sessions create. These sessions can lead to such excessive fatigue that if you do this session on a Monday and then you've got rugby training on a Tuesday, you're going to be screwed for that Tuesday session. If you if you do them on Tuesday before your rugby training, again, they're going to impact your rugby training. You're going to negatively affect that. So in season, when would you do that? Or... or off season, maybe you do them, you know, you do Monday weights, Tuesday conditioning, Wednesday weights. Well, now your weight session for Wednesday is going to be like really impacted, particularly if you're doing lower body, but even if you're doing upper body, because there's a certain level of systemic fatigue from continually doing these brutal sessions. If you're doing the aerobic base sessions that we've recommended, you're not going to get that. Then we're talking about the length of the sessions, the fact that these sessions like, None of these sessions that I've, I've identified here last much longer than 20 minutes. I don't know any of them that do, right? The game of rugby lasts 80 minutes, right? If, we, if we're talking about four, two 40-minute halves, no one's even 
extending these sessions out to 40 minutes. So where this gives you the benefit of your aerobic system to, to benefit that is lost. Beyond, it's beyond me. I don't understand why we think that this can work. Okay. Uh, also, the intensity of the sessions. I've touched it already, but because these sessions, because like like the Bronco, right? No one's reaching top speed doing a Bronco. They're reaching like a medium speed that you never actually ever get in rugby. So you then, re- if you continually doing that, if you continue doing sprints where where you're, you know, performing for twenty plus seconds at a time, you're relearning your gait to sprint that way, which is going to make you slower. If you only sprint and practice sprinting balls out top end speed, your form is going to by default, right? Work itself out to be as fast as a sprinter as you can. Now, obviously we can work technique for this stuff, but we'll, we'll, we'll address that another, another day. If you're just working that energy system to sprint as fast as possible. You're going to be efficient in that energy system. You're going to be efficient with your sprint speed. And so that means that when you're actually, when it comes time to make a line break, you're prepared. Whereas if you've only ever been doing sprints under a fatigue state or sprints where you're sort of pacing yourself because you know you've got to run the full length of the rugby pitch or even further, then you're not going to know how to reach that top speed to make that line break. And of course, it's not about making that line break last 30 seconds. It's about making that line break full stop. Okay. What else? What's another reason we don't do these sessions is because, um, I think in, if we're talking about in season, as close to this middle of the road, like under fatigue sprint thing that we're doing for the most part, this is going to be addressed by short form rugby games, right? When you're in, when you're in season, you're training rugby. Um, you're going to come across training sessions in the week where it's like ten v ten or seven v seven or you know shortened pitches or shortened elements of the game. That is where you'll work on this repeatability if you need to. I don't even think you need to. I just think you need to work your top end, your bottom end. And then the middle will take care of itself. So if, you know, if you work your skills, actually, that, I'll leave that point for a second. So let me just continue my thought about the short and rugby game. So when you're getting, when you're doing, when you're in season and you're, and you're, you've got those short and rugby games that, uh, you know, have a shortened pitch or whatever condition they are, that is when you might work this, this, um, this lactate system. You, that's when you might work for, more frequently uh, short intensity actions than possible with incomplete rest. But even then, you're still going to get enough rest and it just doesn't make sense to do more of that. What it makes sense to do is develop the other systems that aren't touched on as much in your in your rugby sessions. Now, finally, um, as we've already alluded to, because these conditioning sessions are so brutal, I don't think they allow for any chance of skill development whatsoever. Um, in fact, I think they will degrade your skills because of the amount of fatigue. Whereas really what matters for a game of rugby is how well you execute in those high intensity actions. And the two things that are going to lead towards the best outcomes for those high intensity actions is getting better at the high intensity actions. So getting faster, getting better at passing, getting better at tackling, getting more physical, getting uh, stronger, and then sustaining or 
or working on your aerobic system so that you can sustain and repeat those high intensity actions time and time and time and time again. That is what is going to win you a game of rugby. Okay. Now, a lot of you will then question, well, I've seen, you know, some highlights on YouTube or I've seen Instagram posts from England or from the All Blacks or actually you won't have seen it. Maybe you've seen it from the All Blacks doing a Bronco or something, but you've seen professionals use these sessions. Why Why do they use these sessions? And that's a fair question, right? Because I think a lot of people will come at that. Firstly, I don't really think they do. I don't think they do. I think, um, I think the perception from social media is that they use these sessions because I mean, if you're if you're a team social media manager, what are you going to post up as a reel? Are you going to post up the um, you know the boring five uh, k that they ran at a slow pace on, or that they did at a slow pace on the um, bike after the session to tick off their aerobic uh, work, or are you going to put the brutal one where one guy chundered? You're going to put the brutal sessions up, and even if they happen, you know they could happen once a month or once a season. Yet you could theoretically film enough content that you would post multiple, multiple videos or or streams, or you know, even if it's posted up once on YouTube, someone goes and types in rugby conditioning on YouTube, and then they see their their favorite team from eight months ago, the one brutal session that they did. World rugby are, br- are, are terrible at this. They keep posting up like fitness challenges and and because they know that's what gets attention, right? But that's not really what's the most common practice that would be that would be my my first response secondly i'd say that maybe they are just following tradition so some players and some coaches are just you know so it's the nature of any 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 business any any uh area of expertise people just do what other people did because that's what they did and that's the easiest way to do it but for the most part i don't see that i think like most intelligent uh coaches are actually coming at this from a practical perspective and they're training the two types of sessions that I've spoke about, developing real high-end power and then developing that middle. And then finally, if they are, if these smart coaches are doing these sessions, it's probably because the professional players are already like topping out on all of their physical capabilities, right? They're already as aerobically fit as they really need to be or as they can be. They're already... um as strong as quality as they can be with their intensity actions for, for now, right? There's always can be refinement, but they're they're right there, right? There's not there's not a low hanging fruit in that department. So they adopt the idea that maybe we will we'll work these like high end or not high end that we'll work these brutal conditioning sessions to really push that boat to really push our lactate system to really give these guys a little bit of a mental edge and also just make sure that that stone is also um, is also turned over just to make sure that we've ticked all of those boxes because we're we've already got our guys developed in every single other way. And for the most part, when you see like England sessions, when you see Wales sessions, that's kind of how it works. Kind of because they're already really fit enough; they're already good quality uh, players that do not need to worry about like the low hanging fruit of aerobic fitness. Even then. Right, I've seen from my friend uh, Kia, who who was the coach of uh, Argentina. Most of his sessions, nearly all of his sessions, were not that brutal. Right, they were mostly based in the stuff that I've already taught. A lot of my stuff has been based off of the learnings that he's given me, and he took Argentina to a World Cup semi final with 
as simple approach as you, as you can. And so sometimes it just takes uh, one coach to stick his neck out to try this stuff and, and to have the confidence to not need to tick this box of those brutal sessions. But for the most part, I think coaches will still have my approach of developing the aerobic system, develop the high-end system, and then just to make sure that everyone's happy, they do a few brutal sessions in there just to make sure that, you know, they're not to blame if things go wrong. All right, so that's what I would recommend. Now, should you use these sessions or are you in that position? Well, can you run a sub 20K? Are you already big, strong, fast enough to be dominant in your position? Are your skills already of a level that you can perform them repeatedly well already, right? So that you're already, you don't need to work too much extra on your skills. You're already happy with that. And if you sustain that for 80 minutes, you're really happy. And are you already currently not getting that sort of stimulus from you know your Tuesday, Thursday rugby sessions? If you answered uh, correctly for all of those, right? So if you tick that box, so you run sub twenty k, you're big, you're big and strong and fast enough with all of your actions. Your skills are of a level that you can that you're happy just to sustain that skills. You don't want to, you're not really that worried about improving your skills anymore, and you're not getting the stimulus from your rugby sessions. Maybe maybe you can include these brutal sessions in your in your week but for the but for most of you there is just no need it's just not necessary and even if you ticked all of those boxes i still don't think it's necessary it's just that you you have a license to do it now no one that i've worked with has that license in fact no one has has made a case where those sessions would be worth it instead what we do is far is, is focus on the sessions that enhance power, right? Aerobic capacity, and then they work on their skills, and then we work on their you know the power, their speed, their strength in the gym, right? For those short to make sure that those actions are going to give us the best chance of having a positive outcome, and then we work on aerobic capacity to be able to repeat those sessions and maximize their performance on the field. And again, if you're interested in working with me to do that, I'll put the links in the description below. But for now, we'll call it a day there. I hope this episode really helps you guys out. I hope a few light bulbs went off for you with your conditioning. Um, let me know in the comments on Spotify or YouTube if it did so. Hit subscribe if I've earned your subscription. And I'll catch you guys in the next one.